You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 165, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service and Netflix. I bombed Korea every night. My engine sang into the salty sky. I didn't know if I would live or die. I bombed Korea every night. Hello and welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 165, the first episode of 2009. Uh, let's have a good one. All right, I am Josh, and I'm here with Connor. Hello. And and Ron is busy this week. Who knows? He doesn't tell us anything, so we don't know what he's off doing. Um, so uh, in uh, sitting in this week is iFanboy staff writer Jim Ruchkowski. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I have it on good authority that Ron is going to post bail today. Oh. So uh, he'll probably be back next week. In the meantime, st- you're stuck with me. I stopped taking those calls, so that's why. Yeah. I- that means our plan I'm, didn't work. I'm new. <laughs> Hello? What? I guess. (laughs) Really? All right, hang on. (laughs) I don't know what to tell him. (laughs) What are we, Josh? iFanboy.com is a website, and uh, we read a bunch of comic books, and then we talk about them on the website, and then every Wednesday, one of us is is given the task of picking the best one that they read and and making that their pick of the week. They write up a little review on the website, and then uh, we come here and we talk about that book and all the other good or bad books from the week that we feel like discussing, and uh, that's that's what iFanboy is. And before we get going, we're going to talk about the books that came out this past week. So if you haven't read them, they could be they could be spoiled for you. They could be horribly ruined. So so read your books, then come back and listen, or proceed with caution. Do caution. So there it is. Connor, you had the pick this week, which was probably a pretty tough grab. 2009 started with 21 books, which Yeesh. is not a good sign. I think I'm going to have to reevaluate some of these books. How, many were, my th- how many were four bucks? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even look at the prices anymore, but uh, I think a couple are getting dropped. Just I need to look at This is too much, but um, they were good on the most part. It was a really strong week, so it was good. You know, when you have 21 books and they're ha- half are bad and you're just really hating your life, but right. tw- out of the 21 books, I thought at least... 75% to 80% were really strong. So that was a good... When, when you have that many, they're fun. It's not so bad to read them all. But the one that was the best, that I had the most fun reading, that I enjoyed the most, was Justice Society of America 22. The ending of the Kingdom Come sequel, which I looked it up when I did my review, it started in 2007. Boy. It started in November of 2007. There's been two distinct arcs. So there hasn't been one arc, but the whole... Superman coming from Kingdom Come to Earth One started in, in November 2007. So those, it's been a while. And those issues have largely been on time. Mm, so yeah. it's not yeah. like, it's so not, you know, it's is, only it was six. Did you say a 16 part story on the site? Well, it's been 16, part, 16 issues since Superman's come over. So it hasn't, hasn't been a 16 part story, but it's been uh-huh. 16 issues since the, the sort of quasi sequel to Kingdom Come has begun. And that, that includes two one-shots that came out a couple months ago. So that's 14 regular issues. He came over in gotcha. issue nine, I believe, and then, and then um, two one-shots. But this was the wrap-up. Okay. This was the end of the Gog story. This is the end of the story with Superman from the Kingdom Come world. This is, he returns back. He, he leaves after this. But this was the culmination of a long road of comic books from Je- Jeff Johnson. And it's funny because the writing, looking back on that, I thought about Green Lantern where he's doing this really long story with Blackest Night that's been lasting for years, at least at least as long because he started yeah. with Sinestro War, and he's doing the same thing with King uh, New Krypton, which has started 
you know, a couple months ago, and it's going to go all through 2009. So he's really doing something unusual in, in that he's telling these long superhero stories, which doesn't happen a lot. Brubaker, Baker does Captain America. It happens, but it doesn't happen nearly as much as you get with Vertigo books or, or independent books, which, right. are, which are long stories. I, he's telling long stories. Well, I think that only happens in mainstream superhero comics when you get those guys who have, like, ultimate job security. Bendis... John well, yeah, because everybody else has to interrupt their story every six months for the goddamn Hulk to come and take <laughs> over the, you know? Like, you, you have an event coming. You can't right. just, yeah, as much as... Ex- right now, if, if the Hulk were to uh, wreck house in JSA, I would buy that. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? Like, you kind of have here. to. Okay. How did that happen? <laughs> it would make sense. But... I think it- but I mean, yeah. If you most of the time, if you try to tell a long form story like that in mainstream comics, you end up like Peter David, who has to pause X Factor every two issues to scroll something. Yeah, which is <laughs> which know. is funny because in the, you know, ten years ago, Peter David was a big enough name where he could get away with telling a five year Hulk story when he was right. doing the Hulk, which is something he can't do anymore. But um, in this particular issue, it, we had basically up until this point, we had Gog on Earth. Now Gog is this self-proclaimed deity who's, who's arrived on Earth, he's going to save everyone. And then he turned one of the JSA members into Magog, or Magog, as we've been corrected. Magog um, was the catalyst in Kingdom Come. He was the one that turned the, the world bad. He, he, he killed the Joker. He, he turned all the heroes violent. He was the impetus for Superman leaving and the whole storyline therein. So now you've got Magog on this Earth. Superman's freaking out because he's seeing the same thing happening to this Earth that happened to his Earth. And then in the last issue, Gog... Showed his true colors. They had the big fight with the with the god began, and this is where it ends with the JSA triumphing because that's what they do. And then Superman returns to Kingdom Come, and you get a really nice ending, which was what really did it for me. Was yeah, was the Superman is reintegrated into Kingdom Come at the spot he was taken away, uh, which was where the blast happened. And if you haven't read Kingdom Come, you probably shouldn't. You should probably skip to the next book because we'll probably spoil that as we did. I did in my pick of the week review. And you see, basically, the last couple of pages, you see the, the ending of Kingdom Come interspersed with, with the JSA members um, picking up the pieces from the battle. So you see half a page of Alex Ross's Kingdom Come and half a page of Dale Eaglesham's JSA. And I thought there was some really great character stuff between the members of the JSA where they were all dealing with mm-hmm. Dr. Midnight. He'd get, gotten his sight back, and then he lost it again. And May, the guy who turned into Magog is still Magog. He, wasn't, he was the only one that wasn't changed back to his previous form. The, Steel. The, the page with Dr. Midnight, the panel... She, the, the girl, uh, Maxine, is saying, uh, it's me, Dr. Midnight, and he is squeezing her boob. I didn't even <laughs> notice that until right now. He's blind, and he's just, there's, uh, I'm gonna, uh, there's several panels like that this week, and I'm going to try to remember to point them out. But I was like, seriously? He's squeezing her boob. I, I'm blind. I can't, I'm sorry. I didn't realize <laughs> uh, she's like, and she's like 16, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, it's just a bad perspective on the on the issue, uh, but mm. it just looks like he's squeezing a boob. Anyway, um, so you say? <laughs> and then, that's my always my excuse. I'm sorry, I'm blind. Um, <laughs> and then and then at a certain point in this in this cutting back and forth, it just it just stays on uh, the, the Kingdom Come. Basically, Starman, who was a member, of, he's the crazy member of the JSA, who's also from the Kingdom Come universe, but is staying permanently in our universe or Earth One. Is um, he? He's the one that sent Superman back. He controls Stargates. He sent him back to through the multiverse. And they ask him what happened. He says, "Don't worry, he'll be fine. I've seen his future. He has a good life." And then after that, we get um, one more page from Kingdom Come, which is a scene we already saw. And then we get three pages of just seeing the rest of Superman's life through the next thousand plus years. Little nice little scenes. They have no dialogue. It's just purely Alex Ross art. 
And this is one instance where his art really works. Cause I really like it, but a lot of people think, you know, a lot of people, there's mixed opinions on him. He can, uh, he can I, be stiff. I have one of those mixed opinions, but I yeah. think that when he does a good job, it's you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and here it's just about capturing emotion in a single in a single image. And it, when he doesn't have to do storytelling, there's less of a problem. It's just one image that tells a story. And here we see right. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman with, with Superman, Wonder Woman's kids. They have a lot of dogs. Kid. They have a lot of dogs. They have a cat. I see. There's a cat. And there's three dogs. There's a flying child. There's four kids, and one of the kids is dressed as Batman, which I thought was funny. And then um, we see Bruce's funeral when he's finally died, and we see an old Dick Grayson, and we see, you know, this is a nice little scene with that. And then we see the kids grown up, and we see the future, and then we see the Justice Legion of Superheroes in the future, and we see, um, there, was a, there was a tiny panel of the Legion in the Kingdom Come, which is basically just showing where everybody was, and this is re- very reminiscent of that scene. And then we see a smiling old, old, old Superman a thousand years in the future, and it's a really nice, really nice shot of Superman sort of smiling at what his legacy has wrought. Here's here's something that, that occurred to me as I was reading these pages. Okay, so Superman's been on Earth like what, forty, fifty years, he gets he goes gray at the temples. Ten years later he's still a little gray. Twenty <laughs> years later, he's got gray hair. a uh, hundred years later, he's got gray hair, he pretty much looks the same, but he's wearing glasses. And then and like it takes it takes a thousand years for him to go. <laughs> right. So theoretically his hair would have gone gray when he was like ten. Like yeah, no, that, I, I always thought the Great Temples and Kingdom Come didn't really work in the, in the way that they portray Superman, but... Well, they would work in the yeah. terms of stress. That's the way that I look at right. it. Yeah. Like, he has super stress, and that's why he went gray. Right. But that's nit- that's nitpicking. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I thought that, I thought that his, his, his capturing Superman's little wry smile at the end there mm-hmm. was just fantastic. It was a great image of him. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, I was reading the issue, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. It's funny because like it snuck up on me a little bit because it's funny because it's been going on for a really long time, but I was like, oh, it's over. I didn't realize it was going to be over so soon. I just figured it would go on forever. Um, <laughs> and and uh, like I got to the end, and the switch to those pages, first it was integrated, and then it just switched over, and I was like, man, that was that was kind of a tour de force. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was strong, strong comic booking, and it's like – how much longer? How much more can Jeff Johns do this? Yeah, it's he's amazing. You don't even have to like it to be like, all right, he's he's very good. He's so so. This is definitely an example of patience paying off, though, because I, I, this is you're saying a sixteen part quasi like a, basically a sixteen part story that you sort of felt Connor should not have existed in the first place because you were not all about the Kingdom Come sequel. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't think Kingdom Come needed a sequel. I don't think it still does. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it needs. I mean, it's different in that it's not like a miniseries that was said. This is the sequel to Kingdom Come. It's sort of taking place within right. the story. It doesn't need to be integrated. It's not like the Marvel, which was specifically marketed as a sequel to Kingdom Come. This is this is a sequel, I but it's Alex Ro- I mixed. Uh, I missed Alex Ross on that one this week. Um, yeah, so I didn't even buy that one. But that, I don't think this is necessary. But I do think it was a great story. I, even though in the middle it got kind of meandering, it did. It didn't end up coming back at the end. Yeah. And um, yeah. we got four more issues of Jeff Johns on Justice Society before he moves on to Flash. Oh. Cool, so I can cut down a book. All right. <laughs> Who's taking over? They haven't announced it yet. Oh. I can't imagine. I mean, it would have to be. Well, we had the same discussion when Bendis announced he was leaving Daredevil, so who knows? Yeah. Okay. Look where that's gotten us. Um, hey, I'm reading speaking, Dwayne Swarzynski's Iron Fist, so who, you know. Speaking right. of, uh, Brubaker, Incognito number one came out, which was probably the most talked about book on iFanboy.com this week. It is the book there, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips are taking a break from Criminal to do. Mm-hmm. And it it came out. What did you guys? I mean, you guys talk now. Yeah, I uh, I liked it a lot. I I was not on board uh, for Sleeper. 
I was uh, back in the days when I had a pull list. My shop manager gave me what he described as a good jumping on point to sleeper, and he was mistaken. Yeah, that's issue About one. That. That's the only yeah, good jumping right, on exactly. points for sleeper. There was a there was a wolf lady. There were, I didn't <laughs> know. I didn't care. But uh, so it was nice to kind of get in on the ground floor and see. People are comparing it to Sleeper. I don't know if that comparison is accurate or not. Anybody who wants to jump in, feel free to do that. No. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, no, not really. I mean, I suppose tonally it's sort of similar, but it's not. Sleeper hooked me a lot stronger than this one did originally, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first well, Inco- Incognito is, is the story of a supervillain who is in, in some sort of witness protection program he or, or rehabilitation program. He was a, he was a supervillain. Now he is neutered, neutered by the government chemically, mm-hmm. and he works as a file clerk. His powers have been suppressed. He's he's got a miserable life when he he's a it's basically it's sort of the it's wanted 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 with a different twist on it. It's wanted with a little more whining. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it is, and it's it's not bad. I mean, it's better written than wanted by by a long shot. I I wasn't wowed by this honestly. I liked it. I thought it was good, but given what has happened before, I I think I I wanted it to be stronger. But it felt instead quite familiar. I suppose it felt it, like wanted. I yeah, I, I didn't read wanted. It reminded me of a of a prose book called Soon I Will Be Invincible. Oh, I have. I, I just got that for Christmas. I think you'll like it. Um, right. <laughs> and so you know, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it it's sort of it, it's sort of pulpy. It gets it sort of back to the, there's a lot of you know a lot of science villainy and it it felt. I mean, I like the kind of back to basics domino mask. Uh, but yeah, pulpy uh, approach that he took to it. I don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he, you know, is, and uh, that that sort of appeals to me. He apparently testified against the supervillain who was his boss, and that's why he's in, you know, jail now. And apparently he'll be getting out, and that'll spice things up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely on board. I think I'm. Part of me thinks I wasn't ready for Ed Rubicker when uh, Sleeper landed in my lap, but I'm I'm I've. You know, after spending a couple of years seeing how good he is, I look forward to kind of tearing into this one with, yeah. you know, gusto. If you, if you haven't, I mean, to to sleeper, like literally, if you were allotting money one way or another, I can tell you for sure you can go buy a sleeper. You know, well, the, no, you can't because they're not all. In oh, they're not. Oh nope. my god, that's a freaking Ugh. crime. We added to another thing that DC's done wrong with their trades. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, and I mean, just right away, it's it hooks you incredibly. It's really like you cannot put it down. I got to the end of this and I was like, all right, that was pretty cool. But I didn't feel like, oh my god, I need to know what happens next. It was I'll pretty cool, that. but I thought, you know, I would really rather have been into issue criminal. I felt the same way. Did you guys? <laughs> and I hate doing this because Sean Phillips is totally one of my favorite artists. I mean, his face kept changing. The main he's, character. He's, I, either way, it just seemed looser. Didn't it seem? It seems. I don't know if the the pencils and inks weren't as tight. Or he was just sort of going for a different, sort of slightly different style, but it just seemed looser than what I'm used to from from him. It it definitely didn't seem like criminal. No, uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it was it was good. It was solid. It's a six issue mini. I'm definitely you know I'm sure by the end of it I'll enjoy it. It's yeah. unfortunate. It wasn't it, it wasn't knock your socks off. And people, since there was a lot of talk about it, I fanboy. A lot of people checked it out who don't read criminal and don't read yeah. Rubik or other stuff, and they were they were pretty disappointed. And they said they weren't going to read his other stuff, which I think is a crime because. Yeah. Well, I mean, Compar- comparatively, it's it was still very good. Comparatively, it's 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 a we- little weaker than Criminal. It's weaker than tr- Sleeper. So it's not the best of the of the examples. And again, this if is only part one. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But and we're not, not saying it was, we're not saying it was bad. It was I enjoyed it. It was like you know. Yeah. Was, but no, you, I did. I, I assume that it's it's we're all around like yeah, it was okay. But I think we were just expecting mm-hmm. it to be 
awesome or something. Well, I, and I mean, if if the if the audience if they're not a criminal if they're not in criminals audience, what is the what are the odds that Incognito is going to do it for them? Well, it's superheroes. I've seen comments along the lines of, "Oh, finally he's back to doing something with superheroes," so I'll check this out. Which is it really? Is it really just ad capes? Is that really who who we are? Yeah, a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> Although I, I mean, I don't to... get the sense that this is a story he's doing as a land grab. You know, I don't think he's like right. this will hook him. You know, yeah, well, he, he seems no. to be a story he's had for a while. He wanted to tell. I just, yeah. you know. I, I would I just miss criminal. Anyway, uh, another book that it's hard. Magneto Testament number four is the four the four or five issue miniseries. This is such a heart wrenching book, and I kind of wanted I, I considered it as pick of the week, but it's like, how do you glowingly write a book about Auschwitz? You know, right? It, it was. I really enjoyed this. I know. I really enjoyed yeah. seeing the bodies being burned, and it yeah. was Ep- episode you know, nine of Band of Brothers. It's fine. It, I actually, it's funny because I just, they did a Band of Brothers mini, uh, mini, mini marathon over in the last week or whatever, and I watched the end of it, and that episode, it really yeah. gets me every time, and this is basically the ad episode, it was, this, this whole story has been Magneto in Germany as a kid during the war, escaping the Nazis, and, this, and then the last issue he was captured, and this issue he's, he's, tra- he's trained into Auschwitz, and it's awful. Yeah. And it's awful, and, and and it's not a, not an awful comic. It was a, it was a really great comic. No. It was awful in the subject matter. You know, the he's put to work um, burning the bodies, and you see the people being put into the ovens. I mean, it, it's it's a it's it's a heart wrenching story. The splash page with the eyeglasses, uh, yeah, is what got me. Uh, there's a there's a guy that they they're they're going through all the people's belongings and the guy's got a box of eyeglasses and he he tosses them he tosses them in through a door and then, then you turn the page and there's a double page spread of just a room full of eyeglasses and just like oh that's awful. No, uh, so far it's been like it's been emotional and it's it's hit all the points of of uh, the the Holocaust you know almost as if it's meant to be used in schools at some point or something. But mm-hmm. what I'm very curious about is where they get to the point. A month from now, where he uses his magical superpowers and flies away. That's what I was curious about as well. I, I don't know if it was going to happen here or not, but it was, it, it's like, what, what, is he, what, is, what are they going to do? Is he going does to that, manifest his power and destroy Auschwitz? Like, what, what are they going to do? Does it undercut Marvel's living in the free real world you know, mentality or what? But How many issues are there total? Five. Five. Okay. One more left. And it ends, with, it ends with him discovering that his, school, his boyhood crush is, is in the women's camp. Auschwitz women's camp. So he's still, he's still a teenager. He's like, he's like, he's seventeen or sixteen, and and he hasn't developed his powers yet. There's been indications of he he can, he's been he threw a javelin yeah. further than anybody else in the first issue, and this sort of a, you know, indicator that he could, you know, it was a metal javelin. But yeah. other than that, this he's has a been late nothing. bloomer. Yes. But you you wonder how it's going to affect the story because clearly yeah. he's he normally probably wouldn't make it out of the camp alive. But he probably the powers will do it. He'll, he'll, but how will that affect history? So far, it's had real weight, and it's been a real gut punch, and I just, it would be like that, I'm worried that, uh, you know, it'd be like that episode of Band of Brothers if it suddenly turned into a musical number. Yeah, you know so, I, like, who knows? Yeah. I will say this, this is written by Greg Pak, really great. I, I've, I've never, yeah. like, loved anything he's written up to this point, but mm. damn, this is really good. Clearly, this is a subject um, close to his heart. I remember, the, didn't the first issue have a scathing... R- article about people who d- deny the holocaust in the back. yeah he it, yeah. it's obvious that they've been doing their research and not I mean, the and this is where this is where it it like the fiction and the reality sort of rub each other in a strange way i think that same uh text in the first issue was talking about how this was going to reconcile the varying uh magneto 
backstories that have like apparently there have been several and they conflict with one another over the years and and now that I'm on issue four, all I can think is who gives a shit about Magneto continuity yeah. when I'm yeah. <laughs> when I'm looking at Auschwitz. Uh, this, is, this is almost the best indie book I've read this year. You know, Cause it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's called Magneto Testament, but it's got nothing so far nothing to do with anything other than people in in Germany during the war, and it's just fantastic. I can't right. recommend it highly enough if you can deal with that kind of horror. Which is worse than any kind of zombie you could think of. But yeah. uh, if you're if you're looking for a book that doesn't have anything to do with Nazis, but also <laughs> makes you feel horrible, uh, <laughs> right. Scalped would not be a bad choice. Scalped twenty four out this week. Uh, these are coming. This is two years straight now. It feels like so much longer. Yeah, but only like a day and a half have passed in the story, which is not. This is totally not a complaint. That was a joke. Um, right. Basically, we've spent several issues now building up outside of this little roadhouse. All of these different people arrived, and something's going on in there, and and now finally we get to see what happens inside that that bar. Um, again, th- this is another Red Crow story. Uh, it hasn't really been Dash's book for a while. Especially since the heroin storyline. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. Um, I think they actually they were talking about this on Around Comics, and I'm I'm sort of inclined to agree that that. Um, Red Crow is one of the most fascinating new characters being published in comics right now. Oh, I finished this book and I said I'm putting a stake in the ground that Red Crow is the best character in comics right now. Yeah, I, I mean... He is by far the best character in, com- in any, any comic. To bring, no it matter back, to bring it back around, it, one of the things that was great about Sleeper um, was that the main character in that, whose name I just can't remember at the moment. You remember? No. Okay. Well, either way, he was basically a, a double agent undercover who lost his um contact so basically he was he was out in the cold which i believe is the title of the thing um now he was a great character because you didn't know where he really stood like you kind of thought well god he kind of likes this bad guy stuff but he's also says he's a good guy and in the same way red crow is he is he's like vic Mackey. he's he's good and bad and detestable and likable and respectable and horrible He's all of these things at once, and it, you 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 can't put your finger on it. But it's fascinating to try to figure out his motives and, and what's behind what he's doing. Um, and this was just more of that character development. Some things happen, like he showed you you know different sides of him, wh- what he thinks, what why he's you know why he does what he does. So he doesn't think he's a bad guy. Well, he knows he's not a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he knows that. He's he's. But he also knows he's complex. He's had a complex life, so it's not mm-hmm. easy. When, you know, life isn't life isn't black and white, um, especially when you're in his in position of power. It's it's not easy. But this is a bloody violent good issue. I really enjoyed this issue. This is this is one of my favorite ones in a while. Yeah, this was this was I, good. I promise I will read it one day. <laughs> if if somebody puts on a cape. Oh, <laughs> shut up! What about Captain America forty five, Jim? Plenty of capes in there. Batroc the Leaper, and whatnot. I, uh, were there actually any capes? Uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, well, that, that guy shadow had guy. Okay, you're right, the yeah. shadowy guy. Uh, the man with no face. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a very strong issue, although it, too, has a very strange panel. Oh, you uh, found it, yep. <laughs> let, me hear, let me hear which one you think it is. Uh, <laughs> the office chair that has no balance? <laughs> right. <laughs> the I think, Black uh, Widow, N- Natasha, the, the, the slut of the Marvel Universe. The, oh, uh, oh, stop. She-Hulk has been rehabilitated. Every so. time a character, a writer needs somebody to hook their character up with, it's like, bring along Black Widow. She slept with everybody. She's rushing those. It's a different set of rules. It's a different set of right. things. Um, no, I actually really like her. Um, 
she goes to break into the UN Records Department, um, which looks a lot like the uh, technical area where they kept stuff where we went to college. And um, she stands on the edge of a rickety plastic office chair, like the top of the back of the chair, to check the computer in in a feat of balance that would not happen. That's so weird. Why would they do I, that? I don't know. I saw Why would she that? just sit in a chair? Sitting <laughs> is for pedestrian people. This is a this is an adventure of champions. I've we seen. I know that bench. chair. I we I have that chair in my <laughs> right. office. You can barely sit in it normally. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Anyway, that's that's enough of that. Um, this this book. Uh, I think that it's 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 fair to say that it's been petering out a little bit. Yep. Um, it's been ever since history. they wrapped up the death storyline. Yeah, I mean when yeah when 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 uh when Skull went away, it lost some of its. It's engagement for me now. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I think that the Batrock thing is is interesting because that he's taking a character and he's trying to give him some some uh, some weight where he had mm-hmm. none before. Where he was a joke, and that's right. kind of fun. And it's a lot of fun to watch Bucky be try to try to be Captain America. And and you know, I don't want to watch him fumble around Kyle Rayner style for too long because that gets old to me. I've seen it. The a lot. the narration takes on almost a Spider Man like quality. Yes. He's kind of feeling his way through, you know, oops, shouldn't have done that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, the so. difference being, though, that he's in a position that's already giant. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas Spider-Man right. was trying to prove himself, he's already, you know, like, he's already Captain America. He's already got something to live up to. Um, mm-hmm. But what what did this for me, though, was at the end, uh, the, the reveal that they're stealing the original Human Torch's body. Oh, that's that's Josh Crack right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, good, that's good stuff. I was really happy because that reminds me, of course, of the great uh, West Coast Avengers storyline where they unearth him. Yeah. And it harkens back to uh, the war. Yes. Which is, you know, delicious Josh candy. I, I, I uh, love the idea of these guys and they're, they're, it's almost their band of brothers' uh, fealty to their, to, their, to their friends from the war. You know, like to, to mm-hmm. Bucky, you know, Namor and the Human Torch and Toro and Steve Rogers, you know, those are the most, people, most important people in the world to him. So the idea that you know they're they're un, uh, they were screwing with his body. I can't remember his name. The torch. He's got a name, but I don't remember it. Um, that they were screwing with his body, and and even though he's not even a human, like he's a robot, like that cannot stand. And so like now he's yeah. got a purpose. And when you put that driven purpose into somebody like that, especially when it's like you're literally a World War II war buddy, you know that's going to be good stuff. Yeah, I would like them to bring back Steve Epting. Yeah, I would be cool with that. Yeah, I didn't I, know. I didn't know this artist. Been lost. artist. Something's been lost since he's gone. It's Luke, it's Luke Ross. I threw the book Luke across. Ross. Luke Ross, the guy from, uh, he was Jonah Hex for a while. Yeah. And he's fine. It's funny because the, the uh, Darmada's colors really tend to make all of the artists that have been on this look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 tone, the tone for this book has been so consistent through those colors, almost like, you know, like Dave Stewart does for Hellboy stuff. But yeah, I see what you mean. It's not. It's just not quite the same. It's not bad. It's just not quite the same. I'm not, I'm not sure what the book's missing now. It's definitely missing something. I don't know what well, it is. I can't get my finger on it. You did go from the Red Skull to Batrock the Leaper. But there's somebody know. behind that. Yeah. Oh, there is. <laughs> it's probably Madcap. Uh, <laughs> oh no! It better not be Madcap. <laughs> uh, I I'm, I'm amazed. I even remember who that is. Uh, I thought the ending to this was very satisfying. Part of this being one long story, as we as we alluded to before, uh, is that I whenever it says part three of three, I sort of go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, I never believe like I'm going to leave with any sense of closure, or you know, it, it's always to be continued. But uh, whenever uh, they, there were a lot of pages where it was like, no, it can't be, and I thought I was positive that I would never find out what exactly it could not be. Uh-huh. Like at least not until next issue. But this, you know, the setup. 
paid off, ready for the next uh, leg of the adventure. And I was that I was delighted to actually know what was going on. Yeah, he pulled me in at the end. I, I'll, I'll yeah. say that. I was I was very happy with the ending of that one. So hopefully it will it will pick up steam in much the same way that Daredevil has, which also lost some 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 fervor. If you wanted to subscribe to these comic books, but you weren't near a comic book store. Uh, you could go to Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. They have monthly specials of up to 75% off, 40% off major publishers, flat rate shipping of $5.95 for all U.S. orders. You can buy anything that shows up in previews. There are over 5,400 5, trade paperbacks in stock and available for your ordering pleasure at the moment. And, of course, you can track all your orders online when you make them. Go to dcbservice.com and thank them very much for sponsoring us into this year as well. Thank you. Sub- subscribe to the $4 ones. The discount will take the sting out. Nice. Yeah. There you go. See what I did there? Yeah. Brought it back. Green Lantern 36. This is one of those weeks where like three Jeff Johns books came out, three Mark Millar books came out. It's one of those weird weeks that always seems to happen. But um, when you have a ra- when you have a, a Rage of the Red Lanterns issue, you're going to have lots and lots of blood. Yes. Lots of blood. It's like yeah. a Dawkin video. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I don't really know. These blue lanterns freak me out. I feel like they talk like the Camino aliens from the from the uh, prequel trilogies. <laughs> what is what is blue? Hope. Ah, these excellent. are the unfettered optimists. They live on a lush, verdant land. They have a giant blue lantern. The renegade. We learn here that the renegade Ganthet and whatever his girlfriend's name is came here, and and they're they're building their very hopeful, positive blue lanterns, uh, and and recruiting uh, Vishnu, the many-armed elephant god. Oh, so of, course they, of course they want Hal Jordan to lead them. Which, That's, by the way, was... doesn't fit. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't. I, and, and He's not a cockeyed optimist? He's no, not. Our character. He's, a mil- he's a military man. Oh, yeah. And, and those guys are not cockeyed optimists. That's not no. what they do. Th- that being said, like the Blue Lanterns are an interesting take on it. One of the things I thought was really inventive and interesting about it was that Every time he's in the proximity of one of them, his ring gets way, way overcharged. Yeah. And, like, you see, like, there's the counter of, you know, 200% of, of capacity. You're way, and, like, it starts to be, like, you've got, there's too much energy going on here. So they're, they're too happy for their own good. Um, <laughs> it, it was interesting. I mean, it was just basically an introduction to the Blue Lanterns for the most part and, and a little view into what's happening over on the Red Lanterns area where they've, they've captured Sinestro. And they're also eating other Yellow Lanterns alive. Oh, well, that's very gross, things. very gruesome. Yeah, that's true. It I is. don't know. I don't know when this starts, but it's. I'm. I'm about ready for it to start. Whatever it is, they. The, well, they think about it. They held off for a long time. They stuck a seven, eight part origin story in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many more? How many more colors we got to go through? We have to do. We got to do the pink people. We got to do fuchsia, orange. burnt umber, phthalo yeah. <laughs> blue lanterns. Connor just keeps a giant box of crayons whenever we do the show, just in case he has to come up with random or random colors. Hey, Kick-Ass issue came out, issue number five. What? Wow, I thought for sure we'd get the movie before we got the next so issue. So what's it like to still be reading this book? Yeah. Uh, it was weird. Yeah. I don't. I still don't understand this this comic. I don't understand. Does, uh, does a nine-year-old girl behead anyone in this one? No, but she's she's going to next month. She shows up. Genital. Genital mutilation. In this issue, the Kick-Ass, there's, there's, a, there's a new hero on the scene, Red Mist, who um, has been stealing Kick-Ass's thunder. He's been uh, busting some mobsters, and so Kick-Ass gets jealous, and they go out, and they, then he finds him, and they have a team-up, and he finds out the guy's just an idiot who's a pothead who, who got lucky because his brother or somebody dates somebody in the mob, so he knew about stuff to tip the cops to. It was just kind of like 
there was interesting scenes and dialogue and, and things in here, but at the end of the day, I finished it. And I was like, I still don't understand the point of this book. So are you and still you still on board with it? Are you done yet? Well, I love that. No, I love the Ramita art. It's, it's just beautiful, and and it's it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting concept. I don't. I just don't understand the point of it. I don't know. You know, one issue every five or six months isn't so bad for me to <laughs> be <laughs> curious about. It's nice looking. Do you yeah. Remember? Yeah. No, it's beautiful. This issue is particularly beautiful. I'm remember not. When, I'm not sure. I'm ready to watch John Romita drawing little girls eviscerating people. Just yeah. It's just it's 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 been pretty awesome. Back to Brooklyn. Remember when the first issue came out and um, I said I didn't have a problem with the art. Yes. I do then, now. Then, then after that, you did. I, I definitely do now. Yeah. A little. Little not right for you. I love the story. Back to Brooklyn number three from Garth Ennis and Jimmy Palmiotti and Mihal Yo Vucilich. Uh, that's I probably just butchered that, but I'm Vucilich sorry. Vucilich is uh, a name from some TV show or movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I love the story of a you know mob, Brooklyn mobster who's turning on his crew because the, his brother, the head of the mob, did something horrible, and we find out what the horrible thing he did in this issue. But the art is just getting too distracting. The cover is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, it, the art for me has been the same as it's been all along. It's not my favorite, but I'm not losing it. I mean, the thing is, I came out of this with one sort of thought in my mind, and that was those first two pages were terrifying. And yes. that is an excellent villain. Oh, um, he does. I mean, it's, it's just great Garth Ennis r- yeah, writing. It absolutely is. And and I, the last issue, I felt a little lost. They were running around and doing stuff. Whereas this one, they explained what's happening and we got the reason that the stuff is happening, and so we know that we're heading into the final two issues of, of concluding the story. Um, it was good. It was fine. It was as good as anything. My favorite, you know, Honestly, my favorite part of reading this was, was what Brooklyn did, did to me, part one, written by Jimmy Palmiotti at the end. It was an essay of him and his, his Catholic school hijinks. Um, they've been fun. He's, that's been in the back of every issue, is his Brooklyn memories. And yeah. they've been, they, he, he tells a good story. These were, those were great. I could keep reading that. You know, the, book, <laughs> the book was fine. <laughs> But that he stuff should, in the back was good. He should write a it, book. He should write a, mem- a memoir. Yes, actually, he should. he should. It's rare that I would buy a book for the back matter. I, I usually skip like... back matter. I don't read the I don't read the criminal incognito back matter. But, <laughs> but surely you read the powers letters column. No, I don't. I skim no. through those. I, they, they, I, I got the point. It's like it's yeah. like watching it's like watching a nine hour long Kevin Smith movie. You got you get the point. It's fine. Every time every time I look at it, I think, boy, this paper, what I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wolverine number 70 Old Man Logan part 5 which you finally find out why Wolverine gave up his his life of heroing and it's he there's pretty good reason why yes yes it was oh I, yeah it's been a while has it not I mean Steve McNiven's yeah. been McNivening or Miller who's to <laughs> yeah. say with this book really yeah um, I, I'm sure there's been some Millering around as well as some <laughs> some, some Millering and some McNivening still though still uh, I flip right. open that, that first page and I think Jeez, that guy, can, that guy can draw some comic books. Yeah, he can. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm cool with I, waiting. I don't know what's happened to him since, or what's happened to me since Civil War, but now I look at the Wolverine issues that come out and I just go, take your time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, mean, don't uh, rush this. We've seen what happens yeah. when you rush it. It's like Frank Whiteley. Yeah. It's totally, right. Listen, if you can't do it that fast, I, I can see that. It's right there on the page. I'm right. Down. Um... <laughs> That being a- said, uh, the the issue was a little bit of a it had you had to do the explaining so the story didn't move forward at all so like right. now we've, we're still sort of stuck it had to be explained and that's fine but I I, I do want to know what happens next I've enjoyed all of this so far yeah. so I'm like embarrassed that I didn't figure it out like I did what would what would turn Wolverine into a into a hippie well I knew After- halfway through that like I was like these aren't bad guys he's killing Not basically not. what happens is is when the villains all 
get together, which seems to be the, the theme for the last two years in comics, is the villains right. organizing in like a union, all the Marvel <laughs> DC villains. They get together and then they attack all the heroes, and, and so Wolverine and Jubilee are in the X Mansion, and all these villains attack, and Wolverine yeah. just slices the hell out of all of them. If for pages and, and pages yep. and pages. Like cutting heads and, off, cutting people in the face, yeah. through the face, and, through the chest, and it's just it's just blood bloodbath. I am I am obviously his his target market because he played me like a banjo. I was like, these aren't the ideal villains to face Wolverine at all. Slice <laughs> <laughs> right through those octopus tent. Look, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't have any organizational skills at all. You know what was great? Uh, Big dead and, gambit right there. First thing you yeah. see. Oh, very sad. So then the reveal is that Mysterio, which in a bat in a really badass moment for Mysterio, was was fooling Wolverine and thinking he was killing villains when in fact he was murdering all of the X-Men. All of them. That'd and we just this two-page spread of just all the dead X-Men including a really nice shot of Dead Gambit which made me happy. I like Mark Miller and I think Grant Morrison too. I think I like them best when they are not dealing with quote-unquote real continuity, you know? Like whenever someone doesn't have to clean up after their crazy hijinks at yeah. the end of the story. Uh, and, you know, kind of like when I see say cyborg thor for example or whatever 15 things morrison was doing in new x-men i had this kind of sense of like leave my friends alone you know but uh <laughs> now that not all of this can be kind of rebooted or it never happened or it's just a story it's the future down. no one has to care that yeah. has to be seen, talked about or yeah. seen by the way my favorite page in this issue um which is pretty much a little one-page story in itself is dwight's toll yeah <laughs> a little kid the, who's dwight does anyone know no, I, don't know. I have no okay. idea. That's, and that's fine. I don't even, you know, yeah. it's a little kid in an iron in an Ant Man helmet. Right. <laughs> I want my 80 cents. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you see the skulls. All right, great. I really enjoyed this. This has been a great, this has been a great uh, Wolverine yeah. story. Fantastic. I don't even know how you can top it. The man Canadian is Hawkeye, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not anything. He's had nothing cool in a while. Ah. <laughs> he will. He's going to die, you know. Oh, yeah. Just like Morgan Freeman. He's going to, he's, he he's is he is Morgan <laughs> Hawkeye in this is awesome as Ollie Queen from Dark Knight Returns. Yes. yes. I thought that more than once yes. as I was reading it this morning. But uh, it doesn't detract from it at all. Did anybody else read Avengers The Initiative by any chance? Just Not me? since issue two. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I can't blame you, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, what I mean is, uh, this is the book that it's well written by a writer I like about a premise that I find interesting starring characters that i have no idea who they are and i don't <laughs> i can't remember from one issue to the next their names and things so like yeah there's a definite there's a definite curve to it i always kind of go oh god when i buy it and then when i finish reading it, i go oh that's not that was bad that was not so bad i, I like that, that. I have books like yeah that. uh but this one is a part of the many stage uh bid by dan slot to become the marvel universe's jeff johns he, I've, I've realized recently that he has a habit of kind of getting under the hood and, and fixing things that don't kind of seem to make sense. Like he, he took a whack at uh, rehabilitating She-Hulk, who had been before the Black Widow made into the slut of the Marvel Universe for a while. And then he uh, became one of the Spidey Brain Trusts, and he's in the process of explaining the inexplicable Harry Osborn situation right now. And uh, in this issue of The Initiative, he... And in, in uh, that one-shot Secret Invasion Requiem that came out last week that was another one of those $4 glorified reprints of old Avengers stories, but in the three pages of actual new story of that and in the initiative, he, he goes out of his way to begin the process of rehabilitating Hank Pym. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, that's the character who needs it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Isn't he gone well, those yeah, right. slots last issue? 
Uh, I think so, yeah. I think Christos Gage takes over next so that Dan Slott can move up to the majors and uh, use Hank Pym in the really real Avengers. Um, well, Mighty but, Avengers. Right. Yeah, the sellout Avengers. Um, right. But in this issue, Hank Pym returns to the base at Stamford, which returns. He's never actually been there before. And he has a nice long talk with the Avenger, who I want to call Jocasta, but I think is called Jocasta. That's uh, right. Uh, she apparently... I. <laughs> I'm not up on my Avengers history, but apparently she has all of the brain patterns of of uh, the Wasp encoded yeah, she's, into the Wasp robot. Yeah, she so is, he, she is uh, she is to Janet as uh, the Vision is to Simon. Ah, gotcha. Okay, and well, basically he uses uh, Jocasta as a Jan simulator, so that he Ugh. now that she's gone can work through her the death of her death and his absence from the world. She's kind of filling him in on, on everything that he's missed, and apparently he's missed quite a lot. And they take it as an opportunity to tease you with the prospect that he was a scrawl when he hit Jan, but then at the last minute they, you know, they own up to it and, and take their medicine and say, no, I, that was me. I, that was all me. And so he's kind of beginning, it's, it's apparent that he's going to go through his paces and sort of atone in Mighty Avengers or wherever slot puts him next, uh, and hopefully by the time it's all done, I guess Ant-Man will be somebody that I won't be embarrassed by, I guess. But uh, well, there's no reason to be embarrassed by Hank Pym. <laughs> well, I guess Hank Pym should be a little embarrassed by Hank Pym, but maybe, uh, maybe not you, me. You can, you can hold your head high in all aspects of your life that he will... He will. Well, in reading a lot, I didn't read this, but I read, the, I read that um, special, and even without hitting even without hitting Jan, he was a annoying he was a right little bastard. bitch back then. Yeah. Yeah, he was awful. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like this issue, the initiative. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with it next, because basically the initiative has been revealed as a scroll plot, so I don't know if the program is even supposed to continue, or what crazy Green Goblin is going to do with it, but uh, it's, I, I look forward to seeing the direction this book goes in, even though I'm not strictly speaking sure who's writing it anymore. <laughs> uh, we are not the only ones who will go on and on about what books we like you can do that if, uh, by writing your own user reviews at ifanboy.com if you go to ifanboy.com slash comics you can pull your comics and then you can uh, pick which ones you want to write reviews about and we like to pick a couple and, and point them out um, Connor why don't you tell us about the first one BC, BC1 he writes about Batman 684 and says story 2 out of 5 art 3 out of 5 and, and 0. 0.00 users picked it as the pick of the week and he says well this book did a few things pretty well the overall was not so good there was some good pieces of dialogue bullock's comment about nightwing not being batman because nightwing took the stairs was great also march's art and o'neill's writing did a good job showing nightwing's frustration i don't think that it makes nightwing less of a character or overly whiny he's trying to fill some big shoes and doing a bad job of it um i didn't really like this issue i you know what it felt like he was writing uh tim and not dick yeah it, you know, dick was completely wrong he was not yeah. yeah, I had mentioned before, like, it's interesting for me to watch Denny O'Neill work. That's how I was enjoying it, but more as a an exercise in how he does comics, which is admittedly an older style of writing them. So it's not as offensive as when Marv Wolfman was doing modern comics more recently, I think, but right. it wasn't quite right. It just seemed out of nowhere he's got all this all this angst about his own ability when no, no other book he's in is like that, and he, he, he wouldn't have that angst, and he's already been Batman once before, so it's not like and the idea of him being charged is so out there. He's been established as, a, as, a, as an A-game guy for a long time now, so it's like, yeah. really? All right. Yeah. 
all of a sudden of him holding his head in his hands while Alfred consoles him about having to be the, the man was kind of... Like, it was also weird to me that this was a Batman issue and not Detective, since that's where the story started, and we had a Batman issue last week, and it was just... Well, they're all coming together. They're, they're, they're merging into one book. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. The next champion took a crack at Incredible Hercules number 124, the book you constantly hear about never hearing about. Um, and uh, it was the pick of the week for no one, unfortunately. Uh, he says, This title always seems to be under the radar, probably because more recognizable titles are out right now. You can give all the praise in the world to a B title, but when a Batman or a Wolverine title comes out at the same time, forget it. It's a crying shame. Because week in and week out, like Nova, Incredible Hercules is one of the best titles to come out. Gave so that one a uh, four out of five on art and story. Both still don't care. So. I I should have said that. That's okay. I, sorry. Uh, Listen, you knew yeah. it. You I'm very fine. much so. <laughs> Thank you. You read this and book, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I do, and uh, I, I like it. I feel like uh, he is tricking me into learning mythology. Uh, either that, or he's. <laughs> making up some stuff that is really going to embarrass me at a dinner party one day uh, when, I, when, I, when I behave as if I know something about it. Uh, that reminds but, me of Zeus's head. Have I ever told you that story before? <laughs> it seems oh. that a goat had come. Anyway. <laughs> right. And, and then, then Zeus the whole- was stuck in the source wall and Darkseid got angry. <laughs> Hello? Right. Anyone? Where'd uh, everyone go? Uh, this has been uh, an interesting... There, there's sort of a uh, corporate takeover of the, of the Pantheon going on right now. Uh, Poseidon and Atlantis have been involved, and uh, the Amazons are attempting to seize the godhood for themselves. And, you know, if you like Atlas holding up the world and swinging the Washington Monument like a baseball bat, this is the book for you. Uh, and it, I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, I feel like I'm not saying anything you haven't heard before, but it is nonetheless true. Amadeus Cho is a great character. I don't care what you say. Uh, his, he's a super genius whose brain is powered by uh, refined sugar and saturated fat. Uh, if he doesn't have, <laughs> if he doesn't have junk food, he can't properly think. And what do they do it in his arteries, though? Well, that's another problem for another time. Does right he have now, diabetes? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, if he did, uh, he would cure it because he's oh. just so damn smart. Uh, well, with the help of Lipitor, he can. <laughs> right. He can, in fact, do his thing. Uh, but he's gonna uh, be one of those yeah. commercials in years. <laughs> is, it, is, is it a book worth I mean it gets a lot of, a lot of talk is it, a, is it a book worthy of all of its talk is it, uh, it is at least worthy of trading it's, it's very I mean it, if, you, if you have any sort of it, let me put it this way if you like Thor I don't see any reason why you wouldn't buy Hercules if you buy Thor and have a sense of humor I guess it's very Josh. grounded in <laughs> right. I, I didn't mean I, no to matter throw down a gauntlet. what anybody says, I don't want to read this. I just don't care. Hey, it's like listen. I can't get Ron to watch Master and Commander. He just doesn't care. <laughs> it's a favorite movie of mine. I've read the books. He yep. just doesn't care, and I'm okay with that. And believe believe me, I I don't even know if it's pronounced Jocasta or Jocasta. What the hell does Hercules <laughs> mean to me? You know, like I could have cared less about him as a character, but uh, on the strength of. Greg Pak's writing, and I think Fred Van Lenty. Yeah, Fred Van Lenty is uh, is doing either coming on board or sharing writing chores with him. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the tone of it. It's not uh, it's not a book that's going to be the pivot point of the Marvel universe anytime soon. But uh, I'm I'm glad I read it. It doesn't feel like homework uh, like Iron Fist started to just to compare it to another B level book. So yeah, I mean, what's what's a trade? It won't kill you. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I got a stack here. 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so that's all the uh, books we're going to talk about. You go to fanboy.com. You can rate and review your own books, and maybe we will read one of your reviews on the show. In the meantime, if you do like Master and Commander, you should go over to Netflix, and they get over 100,000 movie titles with no late fees, free shipping both ways. They even got Blu-ray titles, as Josh is now finding out. They got fast delivery, and the majority of their shipments ship in one day once you get it on your queue. Plan start as low as four ninety nine a month. You can get a two-week free trial when you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy. Uh, as always, we get a bunch of email, and we like to uh, answer some of it on the show. Um, first one comes from Marvel Zombie. I wonder what he's like. I was in a discussion earlier with a fellow comic reader about Captain America, and we found ourselves calling Steve Rogers Captain America and James Barnes Bucky Captain America. It was a subconscious move on our part. Steve was gone, and we missed him, but Bucky had taken up the mantle and was fit for the job. It was his time. I realize for many fans out there, there can only be one true character to take up the name of a certain hero, but in the history of comics, the passage of a namesake is nothing new. With several flashes and Green Lanterns, a brand new Captain America, and a soon-to-be-new Batman, readers are called from time to time to say farewell to a beloved character and try to make room in their hearts for the next generation. My question is this. How long does it take for you to accept a transition between heroes? Does it last for about a year or so? Do you cling to the idea of the person calling himself Green Lantern as just a poor shadow of those that have come before and never allow yourself to accept them? That's really, de- really depends, doesn't it? I mean, depends on the character, depends on your relationship to the character, depends on, on you a lot started of. Started reading. I, I still don't really. Con- I mean, I still call him Bucky, like they do. Yeah. I just do. It's just he's going to yeah. be Bucky in my mind. It's the same way I call my friend by her name I knew her in college, and not by her mayor- married name. You know, it's mm-hmm. just the way it's in my brain. Um, I've. I'm sad. To, I, I probably shouldn't admit this, but uh, Steve Rogers, I have almost completely forgotten about. You shut your mouth. Yeah, you shut your, you shut your fat lips. <laughs> okay. It was nice to talk to all you listeners. Uh, never to be heard again on the podcast. It's, you know, like, I, I, it's like on ER, I call her Deb and not whatever that other name is. Anyway. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't read a whole lot of DC. This is, this is not a real, typically not a Marvel problem. Yeah, Ben Riley. Not, not about your legacies. Oh, man. Young Avengers, They're, all the Young Avengers. There's, there's somebody Hawkeye. in a basement. Ronin. There's somebody in a ba- Oh, don't say that. Don't mention Hawkeye. <laughs> Josh. What are you, you know what? I, I like Kate Bishop. That's what I've learned. <laughs> I don't need her to be called Hawkeye, and I, don't need, I definitely right. don't need him to be Ronan, but I like that character. I like Kyle Rayner. I never read Hal Jordan before I read Kyle Rayner, so he was Green Lantern. That was cool with it. I think that, you're gonna, I think that DC's going to have a real big problem with, with Wally West because mm-hmm. he was Flash for a really long time. Really, really long yeah. time. He's been Flash for 20-plus years. Yeah, and so, like, uh, you know, we're accepting. So what's he going to be? I don't like it when the old characters come back and make the new the, the, the ones who'd been established there and also ran, you know? But here's the right. thing. Wally West has been and also ran for at least a year. Yeah. He is. No one never yeah. talks about him. His stories don't – no one cares about his stories. When he shows up in other books, he doesn't do anything. He hasn't been a dead character for at least since Infinite Crisis, he, he hasn't done anything. I can tell you one thing: the Flash has done. And, well, and, and you, you he, he talk about the- you talk about legacy and uh, passing the torch, but yeah, the, all these all these people who supposedly pass the torch eventually come back. The, the Bruce Wayne will not. We'll we'll see him again within the next two years. So what then? A, a demotion. You I, know. I mean, it depends. He will, he will be Robin. He'll make him wear the little suit. Say, how, how do you like that? Wearing that little underwear thing around town. And he's taller, but he's in, like, he's he's in the awkward Robin suit. I really I don't feel comfortable with this, Tim. Shut your face. We're doing it my Try, way. And the Try thing doing is, that for ten years, you jerk. The thing is, there's a twenty year old in a basement right now with every uh, existing Scarlet Spider action figure uh-huh. who pines for Ben Riley. There's somewhere because. Yeah. Because that is what was going on when he was ten, and 
was reading it for the very first time. So, I mean, the, what, the Green Lantern thing, I don't know so much about, but I know that there was a, a passionate one. I don't like to use the word cult. Heat. But, uh, yeah, the Heat, there they are, uh, who, who were going to storm the, the Bastille and get him restored to his lanternosity. Uh, and, then so, did it. and then what happens to the other guys? Do they have to form their own thing? And Does it have to be like volleyball where we rotate every couple of years or... Pretty much. No, but it's good. It's good sometimes. You know, like it, it, it created. It, it just injects creativity. And plus, with Green Lanterns, you don't have to. They don't have to go away. There's so many of them. Yeah, Kyle right. Rayner is still out there. He's got. He's a star of Green Lantern Corps. He's got his own book. People and, just and, don't buy it. You know. You know <laughs> how much. How much do people get to appreciate Clint Barton now, or how much are people going to appreciate Steve Rogers when he comes back? You know, like it's it's good sometimes. You know, let the thing you love go. It'll come back, yeah, right. probably. So this became a different discussion, but yeah. it, it takes actually eight months to answer your question. Yeah, that's about Eight it. months and four days, and then in right. the, thir- the third hour of the fourth day, that's when you decide he's not Bucky anymore. Apparently without Ron pushing us onward, we just monitor <laughs> ourselves in, in, in muddy discussions on and on and on. So that I is just, all the time that we have for those emails you want to write to us. You can uh, do so at contact at ifanboy.com. We didn't get to any voicemails this week, um, but if you want to do that, that's 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Call in, leave your voicemail. About a half an hour. Don't go too long. You know who you are. Half an hour? I'm sorry. Fuck, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> awful. 30 seconds. Now we're going to get a whole box full of half an hour emails and our phone bill is going to go through the roof. My I'm art sorry. drive's full. <laughs> quick, couple of quick notes. Don't forget to look back on your podcast feed where we have a special edition show talking about the Spirit, which came out on Christmas, but we couldn't get to it until now. So, if you are on iTunes, look behind this one, or your other podcast aggregators, look behind this show, or just go to fanboy.com and you can directly download it there or stream it, and you can take a listen to that. And a little bit of business. We begin a lot of emails from people who are new to the site, signing up to fanboy.com, registering. And they write and say that they haven't. You get it. You get it, You register, and then you get an email from us verifying. And a lot of people don't get that email, and they write to us. And eventually, the answer is always it's in your spam fil- folder. So take a look. If you have registered lately and you haven't gotten your your email from us, look in your spam folder. It's probably in there. If it's not, write us at contact@fanboy.com. But there's a good chance if you didn't get that email, it's in your spam folder. That's almost always the answer. So I thought I'd just get it out there all at once. And if you have a technical problem with iFanboy or, or something related to that. It's probably not a good idea to call the voicemail line because we don't usually check them that often. We don't check it until we do the show. If it's a pressing problem, we're not going to get to it. Contact at ifanboy.com is for all of your technical problems, issues, things. That's, that's where everyone sees it right away as opposed to the voicemail, which we didn't. You know, there was somebody called, and I didn't hear it for two weeks. So that's probably why you didn't hear from us. Um, and, and, you know, not, not to make it sound like ifanboy.com is no fun because it is a lot of fun. You can go there and read the Pick of the Week review that Connor wrote. Um, you, uh, you can go uh, for more in-depth discussion on all the books of the week. Every book that comes out can have a discussion going on about it. You can pull your books and do all sorts of things. Guys like Jim and, of course, Paul and, and, and Mike and Sonia writing stuff all the time. Great, great stuff, uh, including ourselves a little bit. And uh, so you should go to ifanboy.com uh, often. And frequently, which are the it's really it's really the hub for all things I fanboy. So if there's news or things you don't know why things are happening, usually it's you can find out there. You know what I hear a lot? I get I get stuff on like Facebook and whatever. Like what happened to the minis? That was yep. all there. You gotta go to you gotta go to the site, man. It's a good yep. site. We're very proud of it. It's also on here, so they probably don't even listen. Yeah, who knows? While you're there, you go to fanboy.com/store where you can you can click there. You'll see the memberships, but you also can click through to the Amazon store. That's where you can see the books we talk about in the video show, as well as just things we like. Or you can go to Amazon if you want to shop through Amazon. Fanboy.com/amazon will help us out. It'll be cool if you do that. 
Yeah, you probably got gift certificates. Spend that holiday money, but do it, yeah. do it via the the uh, the site. Uh, every Wednesday there will be a video. Sh- well, that's not exactly true. Every Wednesday there's <laughs> usually an iFanboy video show. If they have been for the last two years straight, or you can go to revision3.com/iFanboy to see all of the past episodes. Um, this past week you saw Death and Comics, uh, where we talked about Death and Comics and and missed a lot of the big ones. But that's because we had so much to say about the ones that there, and there's just so much to talk about with that one. So make sure you check out the discussion under that one as well. Um, this week, for the first time and only time, this is not a habit. We are we are taking a week off. We needed it. Our computers were smoking. It was it was it was time. We were taking one quick week off, and after that, you've got your secret invasion show where we go back over. We read it again. We talk about really. It. Oh yeah, I was just about to reread it. How about that? You should read it before a week from Wednesday. Okay, and you'll be good to go. And Jim, if you've got TiVo, you can watch the show on TiVo, and it'll be nice and big and in high definition, and it'll be beautiful. Yes. And everyone will be happy. So you can go to TiVo. If you got your TiVo, you can go to uh, free downloads, and iFanboy's there. You can watch it. It's probably a little better than your tiny little computer screen. Um, unless you have a giant, giant monitor. Uh, iFanboy t-shirts are available at the Revision 3 store, which is revision3.com slash store. Conveniently, shirts are now just $15.99. It's the blue shirt. It says iFanboy on the front. It says uh, intern on the back. Be part of the iFan base and the intern armada. That's horrible. And as I said before, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. You can leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Any comments, questions, concerns, technical issues, discussion topics, hate mail, love mail, sexy mail, anything anything you want, contact creepy, iFanboy creepy at 888-FANBOYS. Creepy, creepy, sexy mail, also accepted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, get to know us more on the internet, make sure you check out ifanboy.com slash about where you'll find links to the social networks that, that we are involved with, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the MySpaces, the, all that stuff. Um, you, you can go on there and, and, and befriend us. There. And if you like the show or don't like the show, even you can go to write a review on iTunes. That that helps people find the show when they're searching for comic book podcasts on iTunes, which is where most people f- look for their podcasts. So uh, if you can help us out, and take a few minutes, go over to iTunes and drop us a review. It'd be nice for 2009 if we had a whole new influx of reviews. Thank um, you. And we uh, we instituted our membership program at iFanboy. If you want to help us keep the lights on, uh, literally, um, you can become an iFanboy member for uh, in, in various different ways. Forty forty dollars. Four dollars a month, which forty dollars a month would really be ridiculous. If you want to, I'm wow. fine with that, and we will come to your house and rub your feet. Uh, four dollars a month uh, or forty-two dollars a year will get you the uh, iFanboy prize pack, which would be uh, some button stickers, uh, a random comic book, or ten dollars a month. That's the that's the leadership level. Well, that's what they say on NPR. Um, or a hundred bucks a year will get you a prize pack and a special edition iFanboy members T-shirt, um, which will be unveiled relatively soon. Soon, it's standing coming up, soon. Um, you standing offer. Go ahead. If you drop, uh, if you drop one comic uh, to donate to iFanboy, I will call you up and read it to you. Wow! Wow! Certain certain restrictions <laughs> apply. <laughs> what are those restrictions? It, it has it has to be cable. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that to Jamie Kel- no. McKelvey or Dwayne. <laughs> I I uh, no, I'll get on UStream. It'll be like Story Hour back in preschool. It'll wow. be awesome. I'll stop and show you the pictures. I got I got nothing to do. <laughs> just a baby and a job That's right. fine. That's maybe right <laughs> yeah so far so good <laughs> jeez connor way to bring it to reality <laughs> listen what have you that. have you looked outside <laughs> it's horrible out there i know I'm, I'm, out, I'm out there i'm out there in the trenches buddy don't have to tell me uh all right so that's well, the on show. that note i'm gonna go i'm gonna go kill myself yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, everything's well. fine mom don't worry. Jim, thanks for sitting in for Ron, who is probably just getting out of bail. I'm sorry I made the show long. 
It's okay. Oh, I, I think it's a combination it. of you and me. I don't know if you and I are allowed on the same show anymore. I love my voice so much. <laughs> I know how that feels. Yeah. I also love my other voices. <laughs> right. And we all do as well. <laughs> what a fun, sexy time you'll have. I'm Connor. This, I go last. Oh, okay. I didn't read the manual. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm Ron's replacement, Jim. Yeah. See, you kind of ruined it for me, so now I can say I'm Josh, God. but... Those people didn't even know us We didn't know if we would live or die We didn't know if it was wrong or right We didn't know if we would live or die I bomb Korea every night